for me, and this is just a personal conviction, I want to make sure that that message that I'm bringing on Sunday or that leadership meeting that I'm going to be leading on Monday, it's like this is what the Lord's saying. It's not me trying to fire everybody up and make everybody happy. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We are in December right now, so I'm guessing this episode is going to like happen. And Cole, here's my question: what What's one of the most inspirational movies that you have ever seen? Like in the theater, you were oh like so goodness. fired up when you saw this movie. You were just inspired, dude. I love I love the Marvel movies. Especially that last one, the uh, the one the okay, one where they the all come together. The last one was four hundred and seventy two years long. Endgame. Yeah, it didn't have an endgame. I almost yes. stood up and tore my shirt off and everything. It at the was end of that it movie. was absolutely amazing. I'm gonna yes. agree with that. Now it was my my leg cramped seven times because <laughs> it was and, long. And and when I went into the theater, my daughter was in middle school and came out. She graduated college, but. <laughs> I'm just saying the movie was long. I'm just saying the movie was yep, long. It was. Um, have you ever seen uh, Braveheart? I have. I like that movie. That when he when he when he paints himself blue and gives yep. the speech. Here's the thing. I actually almost said that, but I thought that you were going to say that. Well, so it's I didn't. because it's in the notes. And you have you read the notes, Cole? I'm going to be honest. I didn't. See okay, that in there the you notes. go. <laughs> and then, well, you'll notice right under Braveheart. I mean, I've Gladiator. Got, oh my gosh! When he takes his helmet off and says. That movie's amazing. Oh, gosh. I love it. But here, here's the reason I'm saying it is great leaders inspire people. Mm-hmm. Like, they inspire people to do something. They inspire people. Like, I remember the first time I heard um, Jocko Willink speak, the extreme ownership guy. Crazy. I wanted, like, for two minutes, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And then I was like, wait, I'm 51. and you, I, You're a big Goggins fan too, aren't you? I'm a huge David Goggins fan. Man. That dude is an... But he's a, he, he inspires people. He does. He inspires people to be better. But one of the problems, I think, in church world is we can, we can get so focused on inspiration that we forget our main job is to bring revelation. Mm. Like revelation of God's word. Like what does... God say to do? What does God want us to do in this specific moment? And it's it's fun to inspire, but at the end of the day, when people show up, they need revelation. They need to hear what God is saying to the church and God is saying to them personally, and that's where, um, that's where our main focus needs to be. Yeah. You know, go, go ahead. No, go. You're, well, you're up. No, I was reading through the book of Exodus and and realized in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, one of the most common phrases written down is "and the Lord said to Moses." Hmm. Now you know why the Lord had to keep telling him stuff because Moses didn't know what he was doing. No idea. Moses had not read how to maximize ten plagues to lead a nation out of captivity. <laughs> he hadn't read that book. Nope, because it hadn't been written. Moses had not read how to put an interstate highway through the Red Sea. Moses had not read how to make it rain bread every day for 40 years. That book had not been written. 
Moses didn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So Moses had to lean in to God because had he not, they'd still be walking around in Egypt somewhere probably. I mean, he he depended on revelation until the one time that he didn't. Hmm. Had you ever read this story this way? You know the story we're talking about? Which one? The one where they're getting ready to cross the Red Sea. Yeah. So imagine this. The second crossing. The second crossing? Right. Or you're talking about the first one? First crossing, yeah. yeah. Okay. D- did they cross two times? I don't know. What Bible are you reading, Cole? Uh, the ca- Cole, are you know. saved? I, barely. Dear Lord. Okay, no. So think about this for think about this for a second. The Egyptians realize after the Israelites leave, okay, we just lost our entire like workforce. Their economy was crashing. They were in a recession. They were having supply chain issues. I mean, it was pretty bad, right? And so they come after the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And Moses looks back and they see Pharaoh and they see his armies coming after him. And this is what Moses says. I'm going to read this out of Exodus uh, chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Here's what it says. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Hmm. That's inspiring, isn't it? Yes. And I've heard, I've literally heard people preach entire messages on this text. Like, when, when the enemy's closing in, just be still. I remember it's I heard— It's the whole let go, let God thing, I feel I, like. Yes, I heard, a, I heard a, a Christian screamer. She did not preach. She screamed this entire <laughs> message. I, lit, I literally need—I don't smoke weed, but I would have smoked a <laughs> joint a mile long after this one because I was so high strung after she got done. I mean, she screamed the whole time. But she, she preached this particular text— and it was about how you don't need to do anything. God's going to fight for you. All you need to do is stand still. But here's here's my here, this has always been my problem with it, Cole. If they had actually listened to Moses, because he was leading, this was inspiration. This wasn't revelation. God yeah. didn't tell him this. He was being inspirational. If they had listened to what he had said, they would all be dead or taken back into captivity. Wow. If they would have just stood there. Because, this is why I say it, the very next verse, verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. So imagine how funny this is. Moses is like, hey, y'all, be still. still. And God's like, no, you actually need to move. (laughs) This is the difference between inspiration and revelation, right? He said, pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through in the middle of the sea on dry ground. In other words, Moses is like, just be here and stand still and meditate. And God's like, nah, man, y'all got to move. Make a, make a path through the Red Sea and I'll make a bridge and we'll mm-hmm. get people across. That's, that's Moses trying. Listen, he was giving it a good shot. He's a great leader. He's trying to be inspirational. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day... We got to lead by revelation, revelation, not inspiration, and there, there's a, there's a major differences b- between those two. Yeah, I've, I haven't been doing this as long as you have, but I, it doesn't take long to realize that there's a big difference. 
between what you want to say and what God wants to say. 100%. And there's there have been times in my life where I, I think, man, that sounds pretty cool. I'll say that. And it doesn't work out as well as when I just go with what God wants me go to where God wants me to go. Yeah, and let me be let me be very let me be very, very clear. Moses was an incredible leader. Yeah. Cause he listened to God and he and he did what he said. I mean, I'm not being mean to him. I'm just saying this one this this one this one particular event with this one verse that gets preached out of context so many times because if you tell your people just to stand still, they're probably going to get killed spiritually. I mean, we gotta yeah. we gotta move. Be still and know that I am God. That's talking about an inner peace. Okay, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Please don't throw Psalm forty six ten at me. I know what I get it. I'm, I think about it. It's great. But at the end of the day, there there's about three there's about three major differences between revelation and inspiration. I yeah. think. So we're going to talk about those three. The first yeah. thing is that revelation equals a challenge and inspiration equals easy. Yes. This is this this is what I believe with all my heart. When God reveals himself, he always asks people to take a step of faith. So when God should like think about Jesus when he's doing the miracles. Um, he tells the blind guy, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which I always thought is a bit funny that he tells the blind guy to go somewhere because how can the blind guy see to go somewhere? Um, <laughs> when, he, when he heals the guy that's been by the pool for 30, 38 years, he says, pick up your mat and walk. When he heals the 10 lepers, he says, go show yourself to the high priest. And you, There's always this step of faith yeah. that people have to take. Um, inspiration is usually just, hey, Feel good in the moment right now and be happy and be at peace. Yeah. Mm. That, I mean, that's a, listen, Oprah would probably say that, but I'm not sure if God wants to, I'm not cracking on Oprah. Love yeah. Oprah. She's great. She's wonderful. I mean, she could probably buy me, like literally buy me as a buy person. Buy you. Yeah, as a, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, here's um, one of the things I tell, here's one of the things I tell people sometimes is, you know, people are always wondering, what does God want me to do? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what's my next step? What's my purpose? Whatever you want. What does God want me to do? And I think a lot of times the answer can be found in, well, the, this question, what are you afraid of doing? 100%. Because I think a, a lot of times, it's like, good. we we don't realize that the, God asks us to do something, and we have a spiritual enemy as well. And so if I'm the enemy, I'm actually going to meet you in the place that God asks you to do something and place a fear there. That's real good. Because God doesn't actually ever ask us to do anything easy either. Right. So I don't know. It's just interesting. I think that's a great way to, to sometimes know what, what God's calling you to is like, well, what are you afraid of doing? <laughs> what would you be willing? I had a guy ask me this question uh, years ago. What would you be willing to attempt for God if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. And there, that the answer is probably pretty close, if not right there, at what God's calling you to do. And... So I would say this with, with this in mind, if you're a church leader out there listening to this, what is the challenge in your area of leadership right now that you know Jesus is speaking into you about? Because at the end of the day, this is what I know. I've traveled literally the world. I've talked to church leaders all over the world, and this is one thing that I really do believe about most church leaders, most leaders in general. They're not stupid. Yeah, it, it they're not stupid. I, I I hate it when people go, "Oh, they're so stupid." No, they're not stupid. Sometimes we just lack courage. Yeah, and in, in, in fact, we know the right decision to make. 
it's having the courage to make it that's going to make the difference long term. So that's why you got to get, I remember I had a guy tell me one time, he's an old school guy. And he's like, man, you got to get a word from the word. Mm. And I've never forgotten that when it comes to preaching and when it comes to leading. If, if your main goal is inspiration, then you want to make sure everybody's happy. But if your main goal is revelation, you want to make sure you're being obedient. Yep. That's the difference. One of the things I always say is that courage, it's not the absence of fear. It's, it's the presence of yes. It, it's, not, it's not that you're not afraid. It's that when God asked me to do something and I'm shaking and terrified, I'm still going to say yes. Well, and I wrote down just the other day this thought that in the moments where I'm the most afraid— that's when I'm more aware of the problem and I'm less aware of the presence of God. Yeah. Because the more aware I become of the presence of God, the more my fear um, and worry begins to just like go away. Hmm. So that was the first difference. Come on. We got two more. Two more. Second thing is that revelation equals miracles and inspiration equals mundane. Yes. Because of revelation, the children, because this is like between 1.5 and Two million people. A lot of people. A lot of people. Um, that's probably how many people we're going to have for a hoodie Sunday. But um, so between 1.5 and 2 million people, they got to see this miracle. Can you imagine watching a body of water just split in two? Dude, I hope this is uh, this is a rabbit. I'm sorry. I hope in heaven someday there's a big TV. And some of these yes. stories like this, I want to say, Lord, show me what that looks I'm like. I'm sure we're going to all get like VR glasses and he'll just show us. And we'll would that not be awesome? It would be amazing. Heavenly TV. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yes. I, I would love to see, I would love to see this right here. I, I, I would love, this is one of the miracles that, but keep this in mind. If they had just stayed still and listened to Moses, they never would have seen the miracle. On the other side of mm. Revelation is... Is, is that's where the miracle awaits. Um, and I'll have people say, well, what miracle is on the other side of me obeying God? And that's what's so beautiful about it. I don't know. <laughs> if I knew and could predict it, it wouldn't be a miracle. It would be a normal. And God doesn't do normals. Yeah. He does miracles, yeah. right? So Usually the, if you can think it up, it's probably not what God's going to do. Right. And Moses had never done anything like this before. Yeah. This was a brand new page out of the playbook. Moses was like looking at his playbook. He's like, okay, plague of gnats, got it. Plague of frogs, got it. Plague of darkness, got it. Yeah, plague of water, got it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> reading anything in the playbook. And God's like, okay, Moses, now you need to do this. Yeah. And instead of looking back at what he had done in the past that had worked, instead of trying to be inspirational, he obeyed God. And because he obeyed God, he and the people that he led got to see and experience a miracle that they never would have gotten to see if they had just paid attention to an inspirational talk that Moses gave. Hmm. That's great. Thanks, man. I wrote that down. I have nothing to add to that. Well, okay. <laughs> what about the third one? Uh, number three, revelation equals in God's hands, inspiration equals in our hands. Yes. So God took care of... Of the Israelites, he fought for them, um, and when we when we're operating on revelation, then we got to know that everything is in God's hands, and He's going to make it work in His time. 
think all the way back to the beginning of Exodus, Exodus 1, Exodus 2, Pharaoh got into like this population control thing, and he's having all the baby boys drown in the Nile. Remember that story? Yep. Oh, yeah. Fast Veggie forward. Tales. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, which, by the way, the fact that VeggieTales did that is so morbid, but <laughs> this is another thought for another time. Yep. Fast forward to Exodus 13, 14, and 15, God drowned Pharaoh and his entire army wow. in water, just like Pharaoh was drowning the boys in water. God took care of it. Wow. But God took care of it in his time because people were operating out of revelation and I inspiration. This is what I know. When I obey God, when I do what God tells me to do, the results are in God's hands. But when I take things in my own hands and I do what I want to do, God's like, okay, well, you want to operate in your own power? Let's see how that works for you. Yeah. Um, and and that's the that's the that's the challenge as leaders that we face sometimes is we want to we want people to feel like I want people to feel good. I want people to be fired up. I want people to be but and and so it, let me pause. It's not wrong to be inspirational. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong to like fire people up. But if the inspiration is not connected to revelation, it's going to fall short because there's no substance. Yeah. It's like empty calories, yeah. you know? What are some areas, I, I don't know if you can come up with a few of these off the top of your head, but what are some areas that we tend to, as leaders, keep things in our hands rather than give them to God? Does that make sense? It's a general question, but like, what are some ways that we're tempted to do that? I think it's I think it's very um I think it's seasonal. I re- I remember there was a time when the church world was very iffy on the multi-site model. Hmm. And would the multi-site model When work? was that? Like 90s? N- no, well early for 2000s? me for me it was in the early 2000s, like mid 2000s. Yeah. And um I I remember for me I went and studied multi-site churches. I read books on multi-site churches. I went to different campuses of multi. I mean, I was kind of like trying to figure it out and da, da 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 And then one day I got just alone with God. And this is the, the it just hit me. I'm doing all this research. I'm doing all this study. God, hmm. do you want us to go multi-site? <laughs> and when he said yes, I said, okay, well, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out from there. I'd done all this work because I was inspired to look into it, but I had never stopped and asked God, are we supposed to go multi-site? Dude, Say, have you ever had a moment where, I'm sorry, we're going on a little tangent, where that's, no, that's fine. You, you do something and, you've, and you almost, you, you get done, maybe it's the next day, the next morning, you feel God say something like, I did not authorize that, that conversation. Or something like that, where he just like no, I've never had. You've that. never I've had that. It's terrifying, obedient. man. I'm no, I'm no. It's it, no. You're it's like, so true. Oh, it's so shoot. true. <laughs> it's it's so true. Where well, it's it that usually results in some sort of negative self talk, some sort of personal shaming, yeah, some sort of uh, attacking somebody else. Um, yes, I've yeah. definitely had that. I did not authorize that conversation. Um, that's why, for for me, and this is just a personal conviction. I want to make sure that that message that I'm bringing on Sunday or that leadership meeting that I'm going to be leading on Monday, it's like this is what the Lord's saying. It's not me trying to fire everybody up yeah. and make everybody happy. It's from him, not me. Yes, I'm, and I try my best because, and here's the beautiful thing. Um, 
when we depend on inspiration, that it took me years to learn this, Cole. I used to put so much pressure on myself for the Sunday messages. They got to be good. I got I to gotta outdo it last Sunday. It's got to be good. And there was so much pressure. But then when I finally began to realize that my job is just to basically be a conduit mm-hmm. and to lead the church and to lead the staff in the way that God is leading me, um, when it comes to Revelation, we don't have it. We don't, that pressure goes away. Dude, I'm telling you, everybody in the room right now is going to nod their head when I say this. Your best messages ever are the ones where you get up there and you say, listen, I didn't want to speak about this. This is not what I had planned. This is not. Those are your best ones ever. Look at all, all of them nodding their heads. <laughs> well, it, yeah, those are usually the. I mean, they're I'm not my saying, favorite. They're the best. Well, I'm not. That's the funny thing is I'm not saying I don't put like when you get revelation from God, you know it because you, you start pushing back a little. Yeah, God's like, I want you to speak on this. Like, I did a message last week called "What Is a Man." I'm doing one this week called "What Is a Woman." I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that because, oh my gosh, you, you're literally painting a target on you yeah. for m- middle-aged women with pink hair and no husbands and no prospect of one, by the way, on Facebook coming after you. So, yeah. oh dear God, did I just say it? <laughs> no, did. we're not going to edit that out. We're going to leave that in there because right. they're not listening. And if they are, come at me, girl. Come at me right... Anyway, I'm just... I'm, do you have any final thoughts on this subject? Yeah. <laughs> At the, at the end of the day, our job is to listen to Jesus and do what he says. Yeah. When it comes to leading our... And, and, and let me let me just say this. There's one, one... I thought about this just the other day, and I'll, I forgot to write this down. If you're a business leader, and you're sitting there going, I don't understand how this applies to me, let me take you through a very practical example of how revelation will change you. And you don't even have to believe in the Bible for this to happen. Hmm. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So whatever day it is right now, whatever day it is, that if it's the 12th, then start on Proverbs 12. If it's the 17th, then start on Proverbs 17. And just read a chapter in the book of Proverbs every day for one month. You can read the whole book of Proverbs in 31 days. If you're a business leader, I'm going to guarantee you something right now. I'm going to guarantee you something. If you'll read the book of Proverbs, a chapter a day for 31 days, and be completely open to what God wants to say to you, you'll have a business idea during that month that you've never had before Mm. that will absolutely improve the quality of your business and and possibly even improve the, the profit margin of your business. Wow. I believe that. Well, Now, some people are, is it all about the money? Well, I think God wants... Christian leaders with Christian businesses to make a lot of money because they're going to give to things that God cares about. So yep. yeah, yep. it, 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 the money does matter. The money absolutely matters. I like that. So anyway, if you're a business leader, just give that a shot. I'll guarantee you it'll work. And if it doesn't work, please email me at Cole Farlow. Nope. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's it. You have any, you, you have any final thoughts on that Cole? I don't, man. I, this is good though. Like I, I just, I'm constantly reminded that Here's what I'm reminded of. I do have a couple. One one final thought is that if you're working in a church, it's it's very clear that there's a a, a huge difference between church work and God's work. Church work and God's work. It's so easy to make this stuff a job, and I often have to remind myself, like I'm we're here. I get out of bed in the morning 
to, to listen to him and do what he says, yep. not to lean on myself, not to lean on my skills, but to, to, to really press into listening to Jesus and doing what he says. That is, that's the key right there because it takes off all the pressure and, and living in that, living that, in that obedience zone allows you to walk in confidence when you're trying to lead by inspiration, it actually leads. To, this is a whole different podcast, but it actually leads to more arrogance than confidence. Hmm. Um, but when you're walking in obedience, you can walk in confidence. That would be my final thought. It's beautiful. For, yep. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, and we will see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Whoa, whoa, whoa.